stuff. Welcome to episode 77 of the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I have one of those creators that I spoke to. It's April 8th from the podcast, April 8th Songs and Stories. April and I are both part of Kids Listen, which is a grassroots organization that really focuses on high quality entertainment in the podcast form or the audio form for kids and families. You can find the Good Stuff Kids podcast there. You can find April 8th there. You can find other guests of the Good Stuff Kids podcast like Andrew and Polly and Finn Caspian and and a few others, Stories Podcast. For sure, you can find all of this at Kids Listen. There's a new web app. I believe it's app.kidslisten.org. That's app.kidslisten.org where you can find all of our shows. One easy to find place. And I believe there is a real live app coming for it too. That would be pretty unbelievable. An app that you can download to your phone to find all of the high quality kids podcasts that you could possibly listen to. Does that sound awesome? Yes, it does. I'll answer that for you. I had a great time talking to April 8. She's had a really, really cool career. She's a teacher. She's a musician. She was in a band. And if you ever watched 120 Minutes on MTV, you may have seen her videos and stuff. That's pretty cool. I love that. I wanted to be on 120 Minutes. I used to watch that. I didn't get a lot of the music because I was a little young, but you know, like that's where I first heard Smashing Pumpkins, I think, and it blew my mind. Anyway, April's got an incredible podcast where she's telling really great, well-thought-out, well-constructed stories. I got to say, I'm hooked. There was one that totally spun me around, and we'll talk about that a little bit in my conversation with April 8. April celebrating her one-year podiversary, the one-year anniversary of her podcast. So go check her out on iTunes, subscribe, and rate and review. It means a lot to us podcasters. So I hope you enjoyed that one. Hope you enjoyed Monday's episode with the boys from Cuckoo Kangaroo. They're pretty awesome. Still got that $100 waiter.com gift certificate. Tag some friends. That's all you got to do. Go to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page. Tag some people. At symbol, their name. You'd be in the running for the $100 waiter.com gift certificate. Hope everyone had a great week. It's a double whammy. Here's my conversation with April 8. Talk to you at the end of the show. Good stuff. Am I mistaken that you had like a career as a rocker? Yeah, I was a rock musician. Yeah? Through my 20s. Yeah, I was uh, in a touring alt rock band. Oh, oh, tell me more. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, one of my first shows was with The Replacements. What? Uh, yeah, I played with The Replacements. I played with, um, God, I'm not prepared to name drop. And oh, I that's sort of, okay. So long ago, it's kind of a funny thing where, like, I go really blank about <laughs> yeah. what I did. But, um, yeah, we played Lollapalooza. We toured all over Europe. We did a Peel session, if you know what that did, is. Uh, totally. With, yeah, John Peel. Yeah. We did yeah. a Peel session. Um, John Peel was a big fan of Austin Godden. Um, uh-huh. We were on 120 Minutes. No right way. After, way. Uh-huh. Uh, our video was on right after uh, Morrissey. Thank you very much. It was a very proud <laughs> moment for me. Um, yeah, totally. Um, we used to play at the Cabaret Metro a lot in Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, we played with, you know, it was a funny life. Um being in a rock band, um, you know, especially one that was at our level where we were 
really successful in some ways, but then kind of unknown in other ways. And especially back then, I mean, it wasn't like we had the internet or anything to, right, right. we'd get, we'd get, we'd get letters. We'd get these beautiful handwritten pieces of fan mail and they would say things like, Hey man, when are you, when are you guys coming to Nebraska? You know, <laughs> yeah. and we'd have just played Nebraska and we're wondering <laughs> if we would ever get back to Nebraska again, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Because it was far. Right, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, it just, and, you know, with the internet, that doesn't happen. You know, it's like right. the people in Nebraska, if they want to see you play, they're going to follow you and they're going to know when you're in Nebraska. Right, when you're anywhere so, nearby, right. Yeah. So, huh. it, it, it's, uh, I, we sort of joke, because my husband was also in uh, the band with me, we sort of joke, like, these kids today, they don't know <laughs> what it was like. <laughs> right, exactly. They don't know what it's like to try to track down the the tour manager and slide right. the cassette to him and all that. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. This cassette is exactly right. And uh, also, just um, getting lost. I mean, that was such a big part of the experience was trying to find the club. Uh-huh. You know, right? Because um, you pull into town. And you'd have the address, and we had this big trucker's atlas in our van, and we would, um, you know, every time you're going to a new city, you pull out that big trucker's atlas, and I love maps, so I uh-huh. was all about it. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to have your finger on where you were trying to get to and figure out how you were going to get there. And now, you know, Google just tells yeah, you how to get there. Exactly. Like, you don't even need to. Yeah. Or you don't have to stop and roll down your window and ask somebody for directions. Uh-huh. Get yeah. horrible directions, but you also then don't get like the local accent. Right. You don't get, uh, you know, it's a, 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 I don't know, it's a beautiful um, experience traveling like we traveled. I'm so glad I had yeah. that. It's the dream. Uh, it's totally it the is. dream. Yeah. I, you know, I, I told somebody like, well, when I was in my 20s, I was in a rock band and uh, fronted a rock band, and now I'm a writer. And he was like, you are living my dream. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> huh. wow, amazing. So, yeah. Cool, cool. That is, that uh, yeah, to- totally my dream. You know, I was in bands in college, and oh, yeah? uh, we like, I played guitar and djembe in this particular uh, band. Nice. And uh, totally, <laughs> yes, nailed it, actually, nailed it. And, uh, and we, um, you know, we recorded, we made a demo, and it's like, it's really weird that, like, people don't want to listen to, like, 12 and a half minutes of two acoustic guitars and a djembe, just, like, jamming, bro. Like You, <laughs> you were in the pocket, man, and they weren't seeing it, because they weren't listening. <laughs> yeah, they were, li- they were listening. They just didn't know. They didn't feel the nuance. Um, that's so cool. That's so great. Um, well, yeah, and, you know... It, it is funny. We had all these really interesting experiences that also just, you know, nobody understands them again, because there wasn't the internet. Like we were, we recorded at Paisley park and we were, oh and we gosh. met Prince, you know, and like, if you, if you did that now, well, it'd be a miracle, right? Cause Prince was gone, but right. <laughs> you know, you'd be documenting that on your, your fans would be following you, you know? Yeah. Um, we we got to record at John Mellencamp studio. We recorded at the last studio that um, Nirvana recorded at. Um, oh wow! In utero, yeah. I mean, it was fun. That's awesome. I loved being in a rock band. Yeah, being, <laughs> being in a rock band is the best. There's no two ways it about it. Um, I know. 
Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> well, let's not let's not uh, let's not just have this be a trip down memory lane for you yeah. and I. And, Michael, and, let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> like the rock star dream will never die. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, okay. So I'm here with April Eight from the April Eight Songs and Stories podcast, and we we've been we've been talking a little bit about uh, rock and roll because yeah. April's a real rock and roller. I am. That's, and that's my dog Roxy, who appears often in my stories. Uh huh. Awesome. <laughs> head off in the background. Great. We will we, we will keep on keep on plugging away. So after after the rock star stuff, kind of um, that that part was pulled put on hold. What uh, what was the next step for you in your career? Well, I actually um, we decided it was time to grow up, right? Oh and no! So, Boo! <laughs> you know, and I realized over time that I'm not good at that. But um, I went back to school. I got my master's degree in digital storytelling, um, uh, so design, uh-huh. um, and uh, and became a college professor. Thank you very much. Holy moly. Uh, <laughs> I was a college professor and I taught um, design at the University of Cincinnati, which is actually has a very prestigious design school. Uh-huh. And um, I did that for about, I was in school and then I taught for 10 years. And then, um, and then uh, I, and I got really interested in that instant communication aspect of the internet. And so um, I decided to go back to school and study that. And I had started working, when I lived in Chicago, I had started working um, doing uh, digital design work for just the very earliest um, design groups that were even dabbling with the internet. Um, And I I had a really good foot in the internet world and I was very interested in it and I was learning to code and learning to do design. So when we moved to Cincinnati from Chicago, I um, went back to school to just really get to dig down into that and learn how to do digital storytelling. And digital storytelling at the time, you know, there was really a lot of um, history. It was kind of the thing that I was interested in was that like National Geographic kind of storytelling where they're, Uh you know, there was multimedia involved and that was such a new realm at that time um, that it fascinated me. So that was what I was really interested in. But when I graduated, what I realized was that just that kind of work wasn't coming to Cincinnati, nor could you even have it farmed out at that time, like where you could live anywhere and do it. That was a dream, but it wasn't a reality yet. And so um, I, there are big corporations here. There are great big corporations here, Fortune 500 companies. But I wasn't really interested in advertising. Uh-huh. Um, and that's really what they do. And so, anyway, so I decided um, that I didn't really want to do advertising, that that's not where my heart was. Um, I liked telling stories, but I didn't want to tell stories about pampers, you know. <laughs> so I didn't want to tell stories about diapers or juice yeah. boxes. Just like I wasn't interested in that when people said, you know, you're a musician, you have children now, you should be a children's story, you know, write children's right. songs. And I wasn't, uh, that wasn't interesting to me. Um, it wasn't till later when I got interested in kind of the mythic aspect of storytelling that I got excited about mm-hmm. writing for children. Wow, nice. <laughs> all right, so this, all of this, I love when like all of life experiences like kind of come together. So... Yes. So then, when did you start your your podcast? 
I just started my podcast last June, so it's just been about a year. Uh-huh. But um, it was a long time coming because I had been writing children's songs. Um, and then I wanted to build little houses for the songs to live in. I kind of wanted to build stories around the songs because mm-hmm. I didn't want to just... I mean, I think partly because I'd already done that. Like, here's a song, here's a song, here's a song. You know, I'd, I'd already done that and really you know, been on that journey when I was in my 20s. So I wanted to present something that was had more content, I guess, mm-hmm. than that, um, especially for children, because it would hold their attention. Um, and I, at that point, I had my two daughters, mm-hmm. and one of them was obsessed with this fairy book. And it's funny, because I, I didn't really care about fairies, when I was growing up, um, I was a pretty practical kid and, um, I spent a lot of time out in nature, but you know, I just didn't think about the fairy world, but my daughter being obsessed with this book got me really excited about the idea of fairies. Uh (laughs) So, you know, I'm a late bloomer. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) (laughs) And I did get really interested in them when I was, and so I started writing songs kind of for her and then I wanted my songs to have homes, so I started to write stories that my songs lived in. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I started taking those out to fairy festivals. So I had written um, one of my stories, Tom. The, they're the, I call them the Tom series. It's the Butterfly Adventurer. This uh-huh. um, five story, um, five episode story that I did last summer. Um, is really what I wrote to perform at these fairy festivals. So I performed at the New York Fairy Festival, and I performed at um, the Maryland Fairy Festival, and I did one here in Covington, Kentucky, right across the river. Uh-huh. Um, and I performed the, that story. So, so it's I, a story full of songs. I, need to, I just need, to, <laughs> I need a little yeah. clarification here. <laughs> I have never heard of a fairy festival. And I'm sure that my daughters, who are three and five, would love them. So, yeah. can you? You're in California, man. You can find a fairy festival. Okay, okay. So I guess I just, that just means that I need to look and do a little research. But it's it's it like a whole a whole. I mean, okay. So obviously, Mike, here's what it is. It's a whole thing centered around fairies and fairy storytelling on your end, and all like it just sounds like mind blowingly amazing. And I'm also terrified. Well, have you ever been to like a Renaissance fair? No, but I know of them. Yeah, so it's like a Renaissance fair, but it's fairies. So it's really fun. Uh-huh. The New Year's Fairy Festival, which was the first one I've ever I ever went to, was just such an amazing. It's like in this green woods with a creek, and um, there are people dressed as satyrs and people dressed as tree ants and oh, this there's is like amazing. white horses with, you know, a unicorn on them and a beautiful fairy queen, you know, coming yeah. out. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, yeah, it's, if you like fairies, it's as awesome as it gets because it's very magical, uh-huh. you know, Sounds like it just, it. the Renaissance festivals are so like muddy and gritty, but kind of like, well, um, you know, Game of Thronesy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not as violent. You know, uh-huh. um, you know it, it's sort of like if you wanted to go live in that world for a little while. You know, it's your yeah. opportunity, and the same thing is true with fairy festivals. Wow, amazing. Okay, so yeah. you you took your stories on the road. So I took my stories on the road, and um, but you know, it's hard uh, when you're a mom. You need my experience, at least, 
as a mom was that I wanted to be home with my kids. I wanted to spend time with my kids and I didn't, I didn't want to be, there was a big part of me that wanted to tour and travel and be out in the world because that's really, you know, who I am. And uh, having done that in my twenties, like I knew that I loved that, um, traveling from city to city, putting on the show, you know, some people really enjoy that. And I'm one of those people, but since I had my kids, I really wanted to be with them. So I decided not to do that life and to do and to be home. So something like this podcast then is perfect because I can create all the content and share it, um, share the stories that I, you know, love writing. I love every aspect of being a podcaster. I love writing the stories. I love editing the stories. I love narrating them into my microphone and editing them and, you know, putting the bumper on and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I love it all. Yeah. So, so is the, the bumper is the technical term for what happens first? A bumper, a bumper at the beginning <laughs> and the end. Yeah. Well, I learned something today. That's talk michael yeah that's the uh that's the hardest part for me like talking to myself i, I just kidding. it is uh i'm learning and learning and growing every time um so how long do you think it takes you to go from idea phase to writing the story to editing to finally being able to to sit and record it well it's such a good question and the fact is um longer and longer uh-huh. <laughs> and uh partly because so when I started this, I waited till I'm, I teach at the Cincinnati Waldorf School. Okay. Um, and so I'm, so when school ended last year, I put out my first podcast. And so for the whole summer, I was just like basically completely 100% obsessed with my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, w- I was putting out, a, I was writing and producing a, and social media-ing my story every single week. Uh-huh. And, and even though that seems crazy fast, I, it was, it was a lot of work, but it wasn't hard work for me. I could just put them out and, um, and I loved it so much. And then when school started again, um, you know, it just got harder because my mind was in more places, uh, and I wasn't quite in the flow of putting stories out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think I'm getting better at it. And I also um, introduced a new thing. So ideally now I have a story one week and then the following week, I just started this, the following week, you get a little minute mm-hmm. and a little minute is like, um, my first little minute was about a little minute. What's a little <laughs> minute? Uh-huh. Little minute is just a, you know, an amount of time that's not very long to talk about something or do something. Uh-huh. And so my second little minute was about birthdays because my name is April 8th because my birthday is on April 8th. Whoa, mind blown, <laughs> mind blown. I know, right? Get it? Uh-huh. Get it? I do. <laughs> and so um, it was a little minute about birthdays. And so um, one of my songs or one of my stories, the uh, Jemmy and the Strawberry Moon mm-hmm. has a fairy birthday song in it. So in that little minute, we sang the fairy birthday song and talked about birthdays. And I told them a funny little story about birthdays in my family. And that was a little minute. Awesome. And But usually I tell these long well, fifteen or twenty minute stories. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So let let me let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. So the first thing um, we listened to this morning, I can tell you, mm-hmm. my son and I, as we traveled, listened to Birdie and the Unexpected Guest. 
Yes. And so the first thing I want to say is that <laughs> you just sound like you're having so much fun when you're doing it. Like, <laughs> like the joy comes out and like you're doing accents and I'm just like, she, she is just having so much fun. Is that, is that accurate? I mean, I know it's like a silly one. <laughs> huh? You're not wrong. I <laughs> love doing my podcast. It is such a blast. I crack myself up and it's really, it's funny though. Sometimes, um, like Birdie and the Unexpected Guest, I could write it, no problem. Mm -hmm. But knowing that I was going to have to do like at least a wee bit of an Irish accent <laughs> was like, oh, no, you know. <laughs> How can you do a leprechaun and not have him sound slightly Irish? Yeah, so yeah, sure. I don't know how I did. I think I did like kind of good and kind of terrible. But I, I gave it my all. And... <laughs> And it was great. At least it's funny, you know. I yeah. mean, that's what I, I, I just wanted. I, you know, if it's not good, I just want it to be funny, right? If the, if the accent's not good. Uh -huh. Well, the I accent just, was great, and it was uh, funny. It's the double whammy, the whole thing. Thank you. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I do have a blast when I do uh, narrate my stories. Um, but sometimes I'm like playing right at the edge of my envelope, but I think it's good for me, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, totally. Uh, and and I, my rule is. When it's done, I just put it out. Like I can't, uh -huh. I can't sit there and second guess, you know, anything. Right. I didn't go like, well, I should probably fix this or that. I just no, I just put it yeah. out. Yeah, totally. I <laughs> agree. I, that's because it's a podcast, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a part. It's a podcast, but it's it's also your art. Like I, yeah. I I think that that's really important. You know, there's a lot of artistry. I said that in a very pronounced way. I'm not sure why. A lot of artistry that goes into what you do. Like there's music and there's, you know, your writing and then there's putting the the words out into the world like via the microphone and and there there's a lot a lot there and and it's your art and you're sharing it. And uh one thing that another thing that's very cool to me about what you do is that there's this like there's like recurring characters, people come back around. Like is that a plan or is that just all happen naturally? Well, um, you know, I find these characters that I really enjoy and then I want to talk about them more. Um, and, and stories will pop out. Like as I'm thinking about this idea, I'll be like, Oh, wouldn't it be fun if that happened? You know? Um, so a little bit, it's a little both ways. Like it's a little planned and it's a little bit just what happens. Um, but I also really enjoy, you know, um, the, in the first ep the first in the summer last summer i had my nine stories that i had written so they had there was the jemmy series has three three stories and then the tom the butterfly adventure stories that's five then there were a couple of one offs and what i decided to do was make a mashup at the end because i have my daughters are now 14 and 17 and they love mashups like they read all this fanfic because it has mashups and they love the mashups and I thought I wonder if I could write a mashup of all the characters I wrote this summer and writing that mashup was so much fun uh -huh. nice. <laughs> and that's Jimmy and the Adventurers and it yeah. has every single it has something from every single story from the summer amazing. so amazing yeah uh, very cool. So the the other thing that I just want to say. So I, I'm sorry to focus so much on just this one story, but it's the freshest, no, I love it. Freshest in my mind. I'm glad you listened. Thank you, you. Totally, you have a twist in there that is like 
it, like it sort of floored me in a way like like the original like Sixth Sense M Night Shyamalan was because I did not see it coming and I know I could have probably and I'm not going to give it away because I want people to go listen to it but like that was so brilliant so thanks for doing that I was like wait a second I'm like driving in the car with my son and like things are pretty straightforward I mean you know there is a leprechaun and whatever else but like and then all of a sudden like boom I was like whoa you know, she got me you know, there love on you. Um, yeah. you know, I didn't see it coming either. Uh, um, and, and, you know, I really write, um, intuitively and I was a little stuck about how it was going to end. And then I just started writing the end and I was like, Oh wait, no, it's going to be this, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, awesome. So if I know what you're talking about, <laughs> and I think well, I do. I think you do. I think you do. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, so it, it's amazing. Oh, so thank you. There's a bunch of those in my stories, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, you keep people yeah. on the keep people on their toes. You got to keep up. It's great. Um, well, yeah, and I think too. I'm always trying to bring this sense of connection mm-hmm. and love uh, and nature and you know the the real natural world to people. Uh-huh. Um, so that's sort of part of what happens in my stories too. Cool. So tell me a little bit about the song at the beginning that you sing. <laughs> oh. uh, time-bound Travelers, I call it. Uh-huh. Um, so I wrote that song originally um, for the fairy festivals to kind of call people to me. Uh-huh. Like I was going to, because I'm going to sing a song. So, um, you know, it's kind of my <laughs> um, apples for sale. <laughs> yep, yep, sure. It's, it's that. It's like, I'm going to tell a story, so get over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, and as a Waldorf teacher, you tell stories. So whenever I tell a story at school, I um I sing that song. Kind of hypnotizes all the children, and then they're quiet yeah, and they yeah. listen. Nice. Um, so it's kind of just my greeting song. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And I love that there, there's like this all sort of comes together. There's like a practical way that you use your storytelling skills and the song in the classroom, and then it <laughs> just so easily translates to the podcast. That's so great. You know, I was pretty excited when I thought, hey, I know what I could do. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, I need an intro song. What am I going to do? And yeah. then I was like, oh, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then this at the end, I say, snip, snap, snap. My tail is all pulled out. Yeah, and like that, that is, And that, I did not write that. It's like an, a really old storytelling, you know, end of story uh-huh. phrase that's been used for hundreds of years, I think. Oh, cool. I'd never so. heard that before, actually. <laughs> And, and the other, like, you just, you just, like, not only do you bring people in with the so- the song, but, like, you just, it's it just, it's such a warm feeling when you're, you know, at the end, when you close it out after you say the snip, snap, snap, you just, you just make everyone that's listening, like, you give them, like, an audio hug. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, um, I love my audience. Like, uh-huh. I think that's part of why I sound so happy when I'm recording is because I love my audience. Uh-huh. So I just have this kind of idea of who they are, and I love telling them the story. And um, so, you know, it's just what comes around goes around, man. Yeah, yeah nice. That's great. Have you have you gotten good feedback from, from listeners? I have the sweetest feedback. You know, I mean, we all do, right? All of us kids listen people. Um get such nice feedback my audience 
yeah, I've had friends say like, well, I'm just going to throw away all the books because Annabelle only wants to hear your stories at the end of the day. Uh, and I'm like, well, don't throw away your books. Um, <laughs> or, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll just say, you know, you take us to this magical world. And it's funny, too. Um, I have people who, I have adults who listen who don't have any children or are empty nesters. And they'll be like, oh, you know, I listen to your stories and they just bring me so much peace. You know, I'm so happy. They make me laugh and they make me relax and they take me to this other place, you know. And I have, yeah, and I have, like, people who have, like, mid, you know, teenage sons and they listen to my stories, you know. She's like, a good story is a good story. Don't let anybody tell you, you know, only up to third grade, you know. That's that's ridiculous. My sons love your stories. (laughs) Wow. That was unexpected. That one's a little bit unexpected. That's awesome. I know. Uh I know. Or I have friends who will say the older siblings will come and listen with the younger siblings. Wow. Right? So nice. Because it's just sort of a sweet moment, you know. Everybody gets relaxed. Totally. Wow. That's amazing. So. And I'm so glad to hear that, like, you are getting such sweet feedback from, from everyone. That's so nice. Like, I asked my son, like, you know, he's like, as we sort of were talking about before, like, the sportiest sporty that ever sported. And we, and we listened to this, and I was like, so what would you think? He's like, I liked it. And I was like, he was like, okay, cool. And he was like, I was like, well, what did you like about it? And then he said, well, I didn't really, I didn't really, I don't really know what I liked about it. I just really enjoyed it. I was like, okay, like that's, that's a fair, that's, that's a fair review from a seven-year-old boy. So, um, so April, how can we find you and connect with you? And I mean, we've obviously got to go to iTunes and subscribe and rate and review, but are there yes. other ways to uh, keep up with you? You know, I actually have a blog, april8.com and the eight is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. <laughs> So, yeah, so you can go to my blog, april8.com, and the 8 is always spelled out, E-I-G-H-T. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, I have there, like, some crafts and some recipes. I have more information about each of my stories, um, you know, just uh, things that happened, or I have some funny outtakes. Like, um, I had one story where uh, there's a woodsman in it, and I really wanted him to whistle. Uh-huh. Um, and I just could not whistle to save my life. <laughs> I have this really this sort of really funny long thing of me trying to whistle <laughs> and not able to whistle and trying again and not being able to do it. And finally I give up and I, I have a little wooden flute because I'm a Waldorf teacher. Uh-huh. So I just, <laughs> magically now he just plays the wooden flute instead of whistles. Oh, surprise. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Surprise. That's so great. So great. So all that's on the blog. Cool. Um, yeah. So and Facebook, Twitter, yeah, and Instagram. Instagram, uh, April 8, Songs and Stories. That's kind of one of my favorite places online. You like the Instagram. Cool. Yeah, cool. I do. Um, well, I can't thank you enough for taking some time to talk with me. Um, you're, you're a blast, and you, you like are living it, and <laughs> you're doing it. And thank you for being so willing to share your experience with the Oh, and I should say that you are, at this point, certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. You did it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I love to be that. That's awesome. Uh, no, You're so kind, and I, I love all your interviews. I've been listening to them and really enjoying them. Oh, so thank you so, thank much. you so much. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, have a great rest of your day, and thank you are uh, you're my hero. <laughs> no, you, you're mine. Wait, no. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
That was so fun. That was so fun for me to talk to April Aid about so many different things. And she's so talented in so many different ways. Hope you enjoyed. For any and everything that you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, just go to www.goodstuffpod.com. You can hear this week's episodes with Cuckoo Kangaroo and April 8, and you can go way, way back in time to last year, and you can listen to, I don't know, Lori Berkner maybe, or Alan Goodis, my buddy, or maybe uh, Liza Dora, the author. Lots of different things to listen to on the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Talk to you next week. Good stuff.